And now, the right reasons. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Right. Welcome to the right reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Another week in paradise in the books. We've got Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to talk about dating naked. We've got Naked Freight XL. You watched, of course. Yeah, of course. Obviously. The Real Housewives of New York. And we have Cycle House. She got game. News. And very special. Lamar update. Lamar update. Very serious Lamar update. But first. (laughs) Paradise. Paradise was, you know, it was good, but it finished so strong. What do you think about the two nights? How's that working for you? I like it. You do. I do. It's like something to do. It's it's just like I like watching Bachelor in Paradise. I really <laughs> do. It's just a good two hours of my day. I like the after show too. I watch it all. I, I just feel like the first episode gets like dated so quickly. I like, can't remember like what happened. I'm just like it like blurs together. Like if you binge watch a show, you don't have like episode to episode recall the yeah, way that yeah. you do if you watch it regularly. And I feel like that's happening with Paradise. They it's, like, keep a big bringing mush. new people. Like we've seen a Constant, lot of faces, stream. which is good. A lot of new faces is good for the show, especially yeah. when they turn into a full time network. Just keep it going. Why not? There's plenty of them. Like, Here's one thing I want to talk about, and I'm getting ahead of ourselves in the rundown here. But I'm really getting the feeling that they all know who else is going to be on the they show. They have to, right? You know, I think what happens is, and I have a theory about this. You know, well, you know how they all have their sort of like interconnected secret yeah, Facebook they, circles? It's like a social network for the bachelor. Yes. It, it's like, no, it's more like, you know, like Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a secret society, sure. sort of like the Illuminati fantasy. They probably fantasy. have like some secret tattoo yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah, about. Yeah, and they all get together and wear funny uniforms and sacrifice babies and like, and then discuss who's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. They all know who's going to be there. That's why there's all so fixated on one person who then just happens to walk right. down the oh, staircase. next. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't believe it. Just who would have thought? Yeah. Um... So Joe kind of stole the show this week. I apparently he had a huge reputation for being like funny, entertaining. What I have a theory on Joe. We did not see that from his time with uh, what's her name, Caitlin. I have a theory on Joe. Okay, it starts with pickup basketball. When you play pickup basketball at certain courts, there's like certain dudes that just kind of like get the calls, and they're kind of like what they say goes. They're just kind of like, kind of like I don't know, like natural leaders. You know what I mean? I hate to use the term alpha male, like Mikey T, Mm -hmm. but like that sort of a thing. And I feel like Joe has that presence amongst the male figures on his on Caitlyn's season, and so they all project these like good qualities on him. You know what I mean? They're all like, oh yeah, he's so funny, he's so great. I'm so excited to see Joe. We're such good friends, but none of them really. Exist. Right. I think that Joe is playing character. Like I think he had, like he was like kind of like hamming it up when he was on Caitlyn's season. So he was like entertaining the other guys. He was like mm. good to have around because he maybe like wanted to be on camera so badly. Or remember he like let his like one ball hang out during the Oh yeah. During the sumo date for he a while. He was kinda had some personality. But it was like so broad. His like his humor was so um like he was so committed to the character of like what he was doing that I feel like everyone doesn't know how to handle him, so they just like think it's really funny. But then when you bring him into this environment where like his funniness becomes like some kind of manipulation, it's just kind of weird. You're just it's like, dude, what are you doing? Weird. And the first thing he did was sit down and just be silent when he's like the new one there who's supposed to talk, and then he's like. Tenley, who was it? Uh, Claire said something like, "Is this real life? Is this happening?" He took offense to that, and he said, "What, Juliet?" Um, it's like, isn't this your? Th- haven't you been on this before? Yeah, he was like, "Don't you know?" <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "He's like, haven't you been on this before?" And she goes, "She's like, oh yeah, this is my second one." And then he goes, "That's terrible." <laughs> 
He's mean. Joe's mean. Like that's terrible. Like how can Who's you? Claire? How can you be sitting there on Bachelor in Paradise wearing a microphone and like signing like a, a release and like looking at someone else who's on Bachelor in Paradise and judging them because they did it twice? Right. It's ridiculous. Like what? So and also the one girl he was interested in, he must have known her or something because her Samantha. We haven't. She hasn't come yet. Yeah. But like I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think that this is this is one of the reasons this podcast works is because there's there's two different genders here. Yeah. I definitely remember you Sam. Do. Oh yeah. <laughs> For she has sure. Dark hair. Dark hair. Blue the eyes, light eyes. Didn't say a uh. thing. Banging body. Like like tan. <laughs> like I remember Sam. <laughs> Definitely remember Sam. And if she I was, was Joe, so inconsequential just, to me, I was just like, but okay. the thing is, I think what happened was is is she made it to like episode eight and literally never said a word. She only and made I think it because she was hot. And the, no, the editors I think like made a joke out of her not saying a word. Oh. You know how they all do. Yeah. You know, if like if you watch you as closely, if you watch as closely as we do, and you're like in the production, you know, they're like, let's just do this thing where we like drag this hot chick out and like she never says anything. Right. And she got like in her last episode, she had one interview like storytelling bite that was like, and then we went to have lunch. You know what I mean? It was just like that was it. Well, she didn't leave a mark for me. And anyway, he's really excited about her. Yeah. Um, But in the meantime, he's just, like, causing havoc. Yes. And so he he basically decides to go after Julia. Mm -hmm. J-U-E-L-I-A. You can't fault Julia for a bad spelling telling she picked it, but it's really bad. But did he go after her? He was like, he's like, do you want to go horse riding? She's like, I love horse riding. And he's like, cool. Remember that? Like yeah, the like non-ask-ask ask yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a power move. I liked it. You did like it. Shout out to you for liking it. I think it's a power <laughs> yeah, move. Just to, just to put it out there? Yeah, he's just like, I don't I don't know. I thought it was good. Like, go for it, girl. One of the things I loved about that that experience is he goes on the date. They make out in the waterfall because you're at a waterfall. Yeah, like, why, why not? not? Come on. And then, If you're alone with someone on the show, guy or girl, why not make out? Just try it out. What if someone was like, I want to keep a girl here? What would they do? What do you mean? What if a girl, like there was like some, like some one of the women was like, you know what? I'm actually attracted to. I've I, I've wondered that watching this show. I thought I would be, and I was thinking the same thing watching Dating Naked. I what was like, why like, don't they just like keep one of the same yeah, gender around? It's not even like you're attracted to her. Like you know, like I want, I, I want, want my friends I, yeah, to leave. Like, I don't want them to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm. Getting, I've wondered that as well. They like, should be allowed to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Also, they should, or like it would be even better if, if some, let's say Claire was like, I I can't survive this without. Ashley S. Yes. I'm keep, I'm keeping her here. And like through like a fit. And then and then but what does Chris Harrison do? He walks in. Obviously he's the person who like, you know, vocally has Diffuses to address this. Situation. So what does he say? Like it puts him in a really awkward spot because he, you know what I mean? It's like it, it's he's gonna walk in and have to answer some really tough questions. I think that they should allow it. It'd be great for I the mean, show. Th- but what is he gonna say? He's like, I'm sorry, you can only give a rose to someone of the it's like, of well, isn't sex. this about love? Yeah. It's like it really starts to open his Pandora's like, box. Relationship like, building, yeah, this is about love. About like, I'm, like I'm in love with this person right or it's just like our friendship is the most significant relationship that i have here in paradise and i'm not willing to give it up yet do you know what exactly what this sounds like what unreal season two it does. <laughs> it's exactly what this sounds like i think it's a good idea though if you could just give a rose to anyone i i mean like i well like, that, here's i don't know like what they shouldn't do is they shouldn't bake it into the show right they should just like one of the people should do it like if i was one of the if i was like one of the rachel goldies i would just be whispering one of these, like look 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 i know that I know that you have noticed that. Yeah, I mean, I I know that that, like Ashley S has provided a lot of support for you. She might really need to help you when the guys get the power, right? Or like, what if all the girls were like, 
Lauren, we don't want you to leave. In lieu of giving our roses to the guys this week, we're we're all Exchanging giving our roses them. to you or well, something. The, yeah, that, yeah, something like that. But they, but the, the woman sitting there holding a rose, it it it, it does it, it it breaks the matrix. Yeah, I think someone should do I'm it. I'm for it. Great idea, guys. <laughs> It'll happen on Unreal. But yeah. Anyway, I really did, sorry derailed our conversation about Joe. No. So Joe, one of the, can I just sorry to jump in? Yeah. One of the things I loved about this Joe Julia date was afterwards the. The, the the comparison of how they both viewed the experience. Oh yeah, it was you know great. what I mean. It was like it was like if we ordered the same thing at a restaurant. And I was like, oh my god, like this is out. Of, this is the best. And you're just like, I'm sending it back. I mean, similar situation with Jared and Claire's date. Like Claire came back on cloud nine. Of course, she, she was like, someone asked her like, did you guys kiss? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It was, it was amazing. It's a lot of discussion of how good the kiss was, which is just I not know. like again, I haven't been single for over a decade, but it just wasn't part of like my life. Dudes don't let dudes aren't like. So how was the kiss? Right. Steve. Like, right. Steve doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Also, it just seemed like it's just Claire and Jared and Julia and Joe had really diverging tales of their respective mm-hmm. dates this week. Mm-hmm. It was fun to watch. Uh, anyway, so Joe gets in the mix with Julia, who's also yeah. already in the mix with Mikey. T had tried to make out with her at one point. Oh, yeah. And she flat out rejected him. Yeah, it was a – well, in, a, in previous to that – Vest wearing Jonathan and Julia had exchanged roses earlier. Right. So Vest wearing Jonathan sort of thought that there was a thing there. Clearly, there wasn't a thing there. And Joe has some words about Jonathan. Let's play the clip. Yeah, let's listen to it. Hey, Mike T, my bitch. Jonathan came to me like I was his pimp. You know what I mean? I do what I do. So he says this to camera. He says, <laughs> I made Mikey T my bitch. Jonathan came to me like I was his pimp. I do what I do. Okay. Let's start with the first part. Let's Mikey explain. T. Yeah. He did make Mikey T his bitch. That's true. Facts only. That's like, true. Facts only from Joe here. <laughs> he like convinced Mikey T. Mikey T confronts him being like, I don't think you're here for the right reasons. Yep. Julia's a really special uh, girl. She's a mom. Mikey mm-hmm. T's really focused on the fact that he's uh, she's a mom. Like moms can't be disrespected or something. It, and it's also like it, it, I always like it when someone sort of like like uh, I don't know, put sort of like an argumentative straw man out there. It's like it's like it's 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 because she's a mom. You have to do X. When really the truth is, it's self serving. If he does right. X, you know what I mean? It's like it's like, dude, like you don't care that she's a mom. You just care that you get the roast. Right. You know, you're just trying to keep her around. Yeah. And then basically, Joe manipulated it so that Mikey T was like, "You're right. I insulted your honor. I'm sorry." I'm glad. I'm really glad you're being honest with me. And Mikey, he's being the opposite of honest. Yeah, but then he flipped it. He was like, "Well, you know, I'm just kind of gaming one chick. Where you're running around gaming three yeah. or four chicks, Mikey T." So it started Joe's off kind of smart. It, it, I'm telling you, well, he's good at this. It started off with Mikey T going up to confront Joe about his behavior. It ended with Mikey T apologizing for his for even talking to him about it in the first place, giving him a hug and being like, "You're a great guy." Then immediately when Mikey T walks away, he goes, "Joe made him his bitch." Hashtag Joe made him his bitch looking at the camera and he goes and then watch what I'm about to do with Jonathan he goes up to Jonathan and is like Jonathan like you know you've been saying that I'm you know like I forget exactly what the quote was but it was something that Jonathan said yeah he's like basically Jonathan like you've been talking trash about me and Jonathan who's been on the show before right looks at himself and is like oh my god I've fallen victim 
to television. <laughs> like, I, like, I've betrayed one of my friends on television. There's, like, weird hero worship with Joe. It's so it, strange. It's weird. He's just like, I've betrayed one of my friends. I've lost myself on this TV show. Hollywood has changed me. Chris Harrison has manipulated me. I can't believe I've just turned on one of my true friends, Joe, with the five head. And then he apologizes to him and then goes to be alone and does what, Juliet? Weeps. Weeps. Just, like, bawling. Bawling because he can't believe he's betrayed trade Joe and Joe meanwhile is looking at the camera being like he came to me like I was his pimp <laughs> and he kind of did but that doesn't even make sense like what does it mean for him to be Jonathan's pimp I don't want to get into like okay, the, just, let's just I'm not just it's just not a good place he should have yeah. quit while he was ahead because he did turn Mikey T into his bitch he wasn't really Jonathan's pimp I think he should have rethought his words yeah I mean it's never it's, it's you know I think that a pimp prostitute relationship is unhealthy I'm just gonna throw that out there <laughs> you know what I mean a controversial take I know but uh, you know the, he does manipulate these guys and the fact of the matter is is like Jonathan's instincts were right like Joe isn't there for the right reasons Joe yeah. is manipulating Julia who he does have respect for but then he ends up crying about it to himself and then and Joe comes the, in to add insult to injury he's wearing a really dumb outfit just yeah, I mean, really always, dumb always and then Joe comes in hugs him and it's just like you're he's like you made it right you made it right you're a great father figure to your son or whatever <laughs> it was just like whoa dude you already won the game you know what I mean like dude it's just like way too emotional way too yeah. serious they're bringing kids into yeah, it yeah it's just too Julia much Julia has a kid Jonathan is a kid. So, like, if you have a kid, what are you doing in paradise? Like, I just, I don't know. And the idea that right after that conversation, he'll turn to the camera and be like, hashtag, I'm his pimp. You know, <laughs> you know it's just like, whoa, dude. Like, whoa. Joe is playing this villain thing really, really it's well. Diabolical. Here's one thing about Joe. He is not funny. Like, no. he is not funny. No, he's just weird. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, an oddball. But one thing he's just ensured is he'll be back in paradise next year. You can definitely believe that. That's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Julia, that's terrible. Terrible. Multiple paradises. <laughs> I mean, Joe, rightfully so, has dominated the first 10 minutes of this podcast, but we had to move on. But yeah, it was a masterful so much, performance. There's so much more. Like, there's a whole drama surrounding Tenley. Tenley's the hottest there, commodity there is, apparently. She really is. All the guys who came in this week were interested in her, basically. Yes. So she, oh, not Joe, but she got Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Joshua. Joshua, right. Sorry. Yes. Joshua, mm-hmm. who's from Idaho. And here's the thing about Joshua he lives a certain lifestyle. What kind of lifestyle? The drug lifestyle. Joe, okay. play the clip. I love I appreciate this. Mikey and Dan talking to me about their concerns about Joshua and his drug lifestyle. In the past, I've fallen hard for somebody that I have chemistry with and get excited about and just try so hard to make it happen and avoid the red flags. And I just really want to be with a good guy. Good man. Okay. Okay. So Jonathan talked about a place in Los Angeles, which we have not been able to track down. I'm sorry I have to say. Googled this. We've asked people. Molly Lambert's on the case. I asked a producer of the show. He didn't know. He didn't know either. So tell, tell him about this place. It's a place where apparently they serve coconut water mm-hmm. with Molly, the in drug, it. in it. In it. So it's like both hydrating and also intoxicating. Intox- yeah. Yes. And he was like, yeah, it's great. Like, what? And he talked about like a bachelor party. A bachelor he- party was in Vegas where he also did Molly. So, like, he's done so Molly he's twice Molly. in his life, and now he lives a drug, drug lifestyle. lifestyle. That's a huge red flag. Here's the rule. If it's, like, a recreational drug that teenagers are now sick of, like, they're bored by it, it's not 
not that it's, bad. It's not that bad. And teenagers it's, are like, meh, I'm done with Molly. It's fine yeah, and, for Joshua to try a couple times. And, and Tenley, if you're saying that like having done Molly twice is a deal breaker, you're eliminating a large a swath of the guys. population. A lot of fun guys, too. <laughs> totally. You know Don't I mean? you want yeah, someone yeah. who's like, experimented, like, yeah, opens new yeah, experiences, exactly. looking yeah. to expand his mind. Likes mines. to dance, expresses himself yeah, emotionally. Like, as long as he stay hydrated, what's the difference? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah seriously. But then like, I love how this subplot turned into like this drug lifestyle that Mikey T and Dan take it upon themselves to like snitch. I'm sorry, Mikey T. Stop snitching. Just yeah, he's the worst. He's stop just, snitching. He's not fun at all. Also, Ashley, I she's like you know the self-professed virgin. I guess she also has not done any drugs. Yeah, she was like drugs make you like act all like druggy or something. I forget what she said, but it was so dumb and just like childish. Yeah. I she's think people. Jared. Jared at one time was like. I don't. I don't like to lose myself. I know. I Jared, like, I would right, like right, to Jared. lose you. Get yeah. out of here, <laughs> Juliet. <laughs> I don't like Jared. I'm sorry. I don't understand why everyone don't, likes him. Here's the thing. Jared's starting to grow on me. What? Just, just like, just I think he's better looking this season. That's because he he made his hair better. Yeah, his hair is better. Also, part of his problem on Caitlyn's season is like none of his suits fit right. They're all like too big, so he looks like a middle schooler. That's a good point. His that's t- a good point. His t-shirt, his short so, game, his yeah, casual game is it's better. Pretty good. That's a good that's point, like his, Juliet. That's like his great, natural. Great point by you. I'm really glad that you're. <laughs> this podcast with me. That's a really good point. Thank you. So, yeah, so um, Joshua comes in, stirs things up, and I don't even remember what him and Tenley did on their date because she cares. was really into it. Yeah. But JJ had given Tenley the rose last week, mm. or she did, whatever it was. So, he was really riled up about it. He, JJ's and got, he, like, a weird vibe about well, it. Well, he also has the world's worst tattoo. We spent a lot of time talking about Ben Z's tattoo on our previous, on, during mm-hmm. Caitlyn's season, but it's now been um, proven via his all of his tank tops that JJ has the worst tattoo in the history of okay. the world. Okay. I've been looking at it very carefully this season. Okay. All right? What's on it? I believe it is a owl overlooking a graveyard in a smoky graveyard with some lightning bolt effects. Okay, that's like a lot for a tattoo in that therein lies the problem. Why is an owl overlooking a graveyard anyway? Like a wise owl? like overlooking. No, the it's dead? more of a menacing owl. Oh. Do you think he thinks of himself as an owl? He it's might. It's an abstract sort of like cubism owl as well. It's sort of like a Picasso owl overlooking a graveyard. Listen, JJ might be a man of the arts. After all, he was reading The Things They Carry by yes, Tim O'Brien. Exactly. And, th- well, another thing I thought is maybe it looked like an owl looking over it, the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz that just exploded was another thing I was thinking. Huh. If you, huh. the next, Think about that. Think, the Tin Man from the original Wizard of Oz, not the Wiz, exploding... And then an owl looking over that is okay. what I believe that his tattoo is of. Interesting. So so JJ has a creative mind, and we know mm. that because he also um, envisioned what Joshua's life is like in Idaho. And uh, let's roll the clip. Let's listen to this. This is great. Classic. Classic JJ. Right here. Josh went out with Tenley, and I'm not jealous at all. Josh and Tenley isn't going to happen in the long term. She would have to move from San Diego to Cuda, Idaho. I mean, my guess is they probably hot roast every night. They have a log fire. And he drives a 1975 pickup truck. What is wrong with that life? All three of those things sound lovely. That sounds awesome. Also, 1975 pickup truck is like cool. 
pot roast every night and a log fire, Juliet? That sounds great. Pot roast is great. I would get a little bored of pot roast on like night 150. That's true. But we, like we could switch it up. There's different types of pot yeah, roast. Yeah, mix up the different kinds of vegetables. Yeah, put different in there. flavors. Make a curry one night. Yeah, yeah totally. get crazy. One pot meals are a good way to go. It's totally, yes. Limited cleanup. Yeah. It's hard I to think mess it'd be up. Great. Every, after a while, I think you put on some pounds with a pot roast every night, but who cares? You're in Idaho yeah. driving a 75 pickup truck. Log fire keeping you warm. It sounds Those great. Cold Idaho winters. Sounds quite romantic, also. I love it. Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great way to like start your life. Just, you know, not forever, but just sounds great. And then you together yeah. decide to move into the it's, city. San Diego's great and everything, but I didn't realize that San, there's something to be said when 75% of the cast of Dating Naked is from San Diego. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's red, a red, red flag. flag. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, oh, okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Yep. Um, but JJ is like kind of like a good character on, the, on this fringe here. He gives a little bit of flavor. He's just like ridiculous. Yeah. He he's not really He's like, not really himself. Like just, you're getting this, he's sort of like... I don't know. He's he's not. I don't think we know who he is. Yeah, he's not being his true self. He's another parent. There's a lot of parents this season. God, the idea that JJ has offspring is out of control. Maybe I'm trying to think of how the owl and the exploding Tin Man work into his parenthood. But I bet that somehow that tattoo is about his child. Is my guess. I know that none of them do anything, but like for some reason, JJ in particular seems like he does nothing during the filming. Like, well, we know he's reading, but I just feel like the I just feel like he doesn't like politic and I feel like he doesn't really gossip. I feel like he just gives bites to the camera and like that's it. For some reason I just feel like he's like the most sloth like in paradise. Alright, he brought a book. Yeah. Which opens up another Pandora's box of questions is like why aren't they all reading all the time right you know what I mean what like, else do they what do what else do they do what do, else do they do you can't watch TV I would just read and read. I would work out read and eat and that would pretty much be it yeah I would start it. having cocktails every day at 6 o'clock 6? I yeah. think earlier if you have nothing to do all day I think you have to be in there you have to be like I'm going to be here for a month I can't just start drinking at noon every day I you know what I mean 4 o'clock though that's like, fine. That's like fine. Depending on the day. Depending on the day. Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the day. Sure. Because, like, you know, if we're like, oh, it's like it's like almost time to get ready for for the evening. You know, like you think yeah, about yeah, it, like, yeah. there's, like, outfit as, changes. Um, as what's what's, um, what's uh, uh, from Southern Charm, oh, the lady, she has um, a changing cocktail. Whitney's? A changing drink. Yeah, oh, Whitney's mom, mom Patricia. Patricia. Patricia has a changing drink. Yeah. yeah, right around then. She'll have a changing exactly. drink. Exactly. That's the time. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so JJ decided to read Tim O'Brien's classic, The Things I Carried, mm-hmm. about the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he brings that sort of knowing what it says about him. You like, know what I mean? Interesting. Like, like, you, like, you think he's trying to like give off like an intellectual I, if, if air? If I'm packing my books to be on a reality TV show, I choose them very carefully huh. to try to project something about myself. Okay, interesting. You know what I mean? And, and we've selected three books that we would each take. Okay, we'll, go, we'll go back and forth we'll one, at, one at a time. Mine's like a little strategic. It's like I am currently reading like this collection of novellas that all come in one volume mm, that is good so yeah like i would like there's like my one of my favorite writers is david lodge and like his three like seminal books come together in one volume and i would bring that because first of all if you hate everyone around you you're really sick of them you get like really immersive and you have like multiple books to pull from so you can just like <laughs> shut everyone out for a while yeah that's good plus like it's like fairly weird choice so it would be like a conversation starter everyone would be like what is that like what are you doing and then you yeah, can talk yeah, about yeah. it for a while what does it say about you as your person um that i'm weird okay good <laughs> Um, I would bring um, – there's a, a great American author. I, I get an advanced coffee, copy of um, – it's going to be probably one of the most important American books ever written. And that is uh, – it's behind me. Got to give the people what they want. Jalen Rose biography. Would you bring it just to say that you know Jalen Rose? No, no, no. I would I would bring it just to hold it up at the tele, at the camera every time they did a shot <laughs> so of me. It's a, it's so a, friend, like it's a favor to a friend. That's a really yeah. nice thought. Yeah, that's, that's what a, I would do. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, 
What else? I'm trying to think what else I would bring. Like, do you like? Do you think you want to seem smart? Do you want to seem interesting? Yeah. Or do you want it to be, fill like... Fill your own time. My, one of mine is a functional. Just go. Okay. Well, I I think, like, bringing one of the Game of Thrones books would be a really good Oh, move. yeah. It's long, man. It's long? That's really good. So it keeps you going? Yeah. A lot happens. And when you're done with it, you can pass it to somebody else. Also, everyone will, be like, will, want, will also want to, it's like, another conversation yeah. starter. Great point. That's a good call. That's Thanks. a good call. Um, I've, my favorite book in the world is uh, an art history book I had in college. It's got every major painting that human beings have made. That's really cool. From the beginning of time to like modern times. Uh And it's like, like, this is actually the best book in the world because it's got like good reproductions of the best visual art that our species have ever made. So if you've got that sort of like contained in like a 400-page textbook – how like, is that not the best, the most versatile book in the world? It's also another like group item. You know? Exactly, you can like look at it together. Yes, it's not just it's one like story. You should, like, bring, like an atlas or something. You can, like, let's go to here next year for paradise. <laughs> yes. And there and there. Yes. What might third choice be? That's so hard. I don't know. I think nonfiction is a good way to go. Like something mm-hmm. that's like long but re- oh maybe if you ever mm, it's not really good for the woods. Have you ever read In Cold Blood? No. By Truman Capote. It's like actually as good as people say it is about like the murder in Kansas or whatever. Oh, that's cool. It's really good, though. I think I'd bring that. I once read it when I was like, I would camping. bring Station Eleven as my last book because you told me that I'd like it. Yeah, I just recommended it. It would be re- It's really good for Paradise. Quick page turner, post-apocalyptic. Just feel like everyone would be in. It's, it's a good one. Also, like, you can, you'll get through it quickly. Um, quick, before we go on to Day Naked. I'm in on the after show. I like it. I didn't watch this week. I'm into it. Just because I'm there's so much reality to watch. Um, I think Chris Harrison's a really talented host. And I feel like the show is not really giving him the platform to show that off necessarily. I don't think it's his Bachelor fault. Bachelor Paradise or the after show? The after, well, both. Oh, but the yeah, after yeah. show. From last week, I just felt that it wasn't like peak Harrison. And I do think he's a very good host. I like it when he gets in and mixes it up. Like, like I think he'll get to do that with Claire next week. Mm. It's like I like when he pulls when he someone to the that. side. Yeah, exactly. And he pulls him aside and is like, what? You know, what's really going on? He kind of plays like armed, like a like psychologist. I like that. I'm a little worried about Harrison. There's not a lot of utility for him this year. In 2015... We're not getting a lot of Chris Harrison. We'll get some more. We'll get some more. Oh, you don't like that I'm throwing shots at him? You're trying to usher me off this topic? No, I just feel like we talked about Batch too long. Oh, okay. It's been like 20 minutes. It has? I think okay. so. Let's move on. Jay Naked's back. Mm-hmm. It's not as good this year. It's not. What do you think? So they have one central couple, Chris and Carrie. Yep. And um, they'll bring in two basically suitors. Yeah. You'll have a keeper and they'll bring in two suitors. Right. So it's first of all, it's too complicated. If we can't explain it in one sentence, that's a problem. <laughs> yep. A. B, like part of the fun of the first season of Dating Naked was just like dropping in with like a, a few yahoos for one hour, seeing who they choose and moving right along. Yeah. And then just Didn't... just dragging it right to the trash can file. And that was enough for me to come back every week. They're clearly trying to like have continuity. So there's mm-hmm. a reason why you have to watch every one. Works on paper. But it's just not that as much fun. And uh, there's not as much, like, because it's, it's like a whole season, There's and they're trying to stay for a long time, there's not as much, like, crazy stuff that happens when they're back at the house together. There's not, like, people, like, doing cannonballs into the pool and, like, making out it's, with multiple people in one night. They're just, like, a little bit too respectful of each other's feelings. Good point. And I think, I didn't think of this before, but as you said that, I was like, ooh, that's right. You got the feeling last season that these people, their experience was... This is my chance to make a mark. Yeah. Like, I've got one contained, like, week or two days or three days to sort of, like, 
imprint, you know, David naked ass David Jacoby yeah. onto the world. So I'm gonna go hammers. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas, and it worked. We got some great characters. Yeah, and I feel like this time it's a little bit more like I'm trying to stay for next week. Yeah, so okay, so Carrie is like the main girl mm-hmm. and she seems like exceedingly normal. If we'd only gotten her for one hour, I'd be like, Wow, this girl's crazy. Why is she on this show? Yeah. I'm still like, Wow, she's crazy. Why is she Try, choose to go on the show, particularly because she's like very well reasoned. She's like normal, asking the right questions about relationships. Yeah, she doesn't want to like hurt anyone's feelings. She's protective over Chris. She's developing feelings for Chris, the other guy, like the guy who's like she was originally set yes. up with in a very actually like realistic way. We're like you know that it's not like reciprocal so you're trying to pretend like it's just a friendship but like, yeah. actually it's a lot more and it's gotten to the point where the the girl Fallon who I'm kind of in love with is with um <laughs> it's it's with Chris in like will like they'll kind of be, do girl talk about Fallon and Chris's relationship right. where you know Carrie is hating every second of this right. girl talk because She's in love with Chris. Right. Love's so we, a strong word. So Chris and Carrie were set up originally. <laughs> Love's a strong word for both uh, Carrie's feelings about Chris and my feelings about Fallon. <laughs> Let's be fair. I, okay. think, I think she has a nice butt. No, yeah, yeah. she's She's got angles. She's good light, bad light. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. On her face. Yes. <laughs> her body looks good all the time. Yes. She's really skinny. Yes. Yes. Uh, she also, How old is she? She looks quite young to me. Um, she, I don't know. She's But she's gifted. I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like age is coming up a lot on these reality it shows. It really is. It really is. Like, is that like signaling, like, kind of like, like the, we've been through a decade of reality TV shows like this? I mean, it's been longer. But anyway, back to the show. I think one thing that's not clear from our discussion is so Chris and Carrie came, they had their first yeah. date. And then each week they're given three more options. They're like and the they have king to choose of queen. Someone. Yeah, they're the yeah. king and queen of dating naked, basically. So basically, Fallon has survived three weeks as Chris's choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carrie, meanwhile, was like, Met this guy Mason, who she Mason, chose who's one. Twenty one. Who's twenty one, yeah. and he just seemed like very nice. I liked Mason. But yeah, he was very, very um courteous. He like brought people like water to make sure they were like yeah. He hydrated. brought he but like his like girl that he's dating is having conversation with like the guy she's interested in. He comes over with two plates fixed from the buffet and is like, "Hey guys, like the 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 pickings were getting kind of slim, so I just wanted Want to, make to sure you ate. give you these. Oh, by the way, here's some water. He had them like tucked under his yes. armpits. He's like, here's some waters too. Like what? He seemed like a great guy, but yeah. Carrie's like he's just too young. Like I don't think he who cares. I know you're on dating naked, Carrie. But anyway, <laughs> she seems like really normal. I don't know why she's on this show. And even Chris seems like. Like a nice guy. Like, I, I don't know. He seemed, for whatever it's awkward, Chris seems like very comfortable being like, let's, I'll make it not awkward. Let's go do something. Or yeah, something. yeah. I don't know. He seems like it's, a great guy. And there's also something that's like very apparent that's in this show that's less, but is apparent, but less apparent in other dating shows that immediate attraction is either there or it isn't. And like when you're naked, it's like, it's it's just like I don't know. Th- it's it's, it's like even more so. It's like oh, like you can just tell from body language and everything. Like oh, yeah. there this is not happening. Yeah, you know, totally. Um, I think another thing that I missed from last season is I just admit like there's just like not the same kind of like excitement for each um, date. Basically, yeah. they're kind of like oh, like who am I gonna get next? Like Carrie's going on her. Th- 12th date. I know. And t- also, she gets such losers. I'm the sorry. The worst guys. Like, they're not uh, the same as attractive as, like, the girls that Chris is getting. And they have bad personalities. Like, like not even fun and, to spend time with. And it's, it's also, like, if your very first date is with Chris, who's an attractive, nice guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's, you know, going to get People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. But he's like, whatever. He's fine. Yeah. Good guy. And then, like, once you set the bar there, the producers can't just continually 
produce lesser options for I her. I know. Like, the psychology of a human being doesn't work like that. I know. It's so unfair. Um, one thing I was also thinking about is for each date, they show her, like, undressing, like, the shirt and then down to bra or whatever. I just think, like, she must have to bring, like, a lot of bras to, like, not repeat. And, like, well, she's got to repeat. I guess. One thing that haven't seen her one thing yet. that we noticed is they did show a sex scene between Fallon and Chris, right? Yeah. It was night vision, but he had shorts, shorts on. on in the night vision yeah, sex scene. Yeah, I saw that. So the question is, did the producers tell him to get clothed so then they could show pelvic grinding? I thought that they were like about to have sex in that scene. But I think they were but you remember they're naked all night. That, that's true. Do they put the clothes on, on just for the filming? Or like on before bed? Like that's the opposite of normal human behavior. It's just, it just really? I just found it strange. I did notice that too. I was like, huh, why is it, why are his shorts on? Yeah, exactly. And she was wearing shorts too. See, I was thinking that but maybe they maybe the producers asked them to do that because they could show grinding that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it would be really hard to blur that and it yeah. would just be Interesting. I, that was weird. Yeah. I was more like, huh, you've got shorts on. And huh? when they're, I think once you're naked, it's obviously more comfortable to be naked as a human being. Like, once you've already sure. gone there, like, why not stay there? Yeah. And like, I know, like, unless like you're like cold or something. Yeah. I also think you're like, I, you know, I spent $150 in this pair of shorts. You know what I mean? Like, I brought them here just for this. Like, come on, let's do this. Um, I'm just going to keep watching. I mean, now I do feel like, like I need to like see what happens with Carrie. Like, I don't, I do, I got to keep watching. It, but I, it's not as fun as last year. I, like last year, like transfixing. Every week, it was like a new psychology of crazy person, and I loved it. Yeah. And this, this is like a little bit less fun. But I, st- I enjoy it, and I do like watching the way that Fallon will, will will continue to manipulate and also protect Chris like like a bear protecting its cubs. She's getting you know by I mean? on being a ride or die bitch. She's really into her yeah, crazy. She pushed some chick in the pool. Yeah. She's like and then next week she's yelling at some other chick. Like it she's not the type to just like, you know, sit there and watch you try to take her man away. Yeah. And then Chris Chris, I don't he's not the type that deserves this kind of attention from Fallon, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean I don't, also, like, Carrie just seems really sweet. I'm really rooting for Carrie. I want her to find happiness. With Chris? I, whatever it means to her, I want her to find happiness. I just want I just want them to produce a guy for her. Yeah, who's you know worthy. I, mean? I, I think that the producers... Mason, Mason seemed cool, but he was young. I mean, he was young. I get he that. He was young. But he seemed mature. The producers have a couple ringers. They have to. Like, like the guy who walked in was like, oh, I see you keep it clipped. That was gross. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was like, so, uh, do you work out your abs? Yeah. And you're naked standing. He's like, so what do you, what's your height and weight? I know. And it was just like, dude, like, have you ever, like, been around a woman before? I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she like, would love to talk about her weight with you right yeah, now. Exa- yeah, Good exactly. Call. And her abs. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, also, Chris gets better dates. He did this, like, underwater thing. He had, like, an underwater date, basically. They wore, yeah, like, this, like, those helmets, helmet. which they also did on Real Housewives of Orange, Orange County. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, in Tahiti? In Moriah? Moriah. Moriah. And we may or may not have Googled Moriah. And the, and the flight to Moriah, not that far from Los Angeles, and the exact hotel they stayed in, which is exactly what they want us to do. Tahiti's actually, like, not that far from LA. It's but, not. It's a little bit further than Hawaii, but you cross the international date line, so it, like it messes up all of your travel. And another thing is, is there? This is what I just learned. There's no flights from Tahiti to Hawaii. You can't just make like a, a little triangle trip. You can't. You have to go back to LA, then back to Hawaii if you want to do that, which is 30 hours of travel. That's crazy. Yeah, weird. Well, the Maybe there's boats or something. The international date line really gets in the way. I'm telling you, this dateline is a mess. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what that thing is. Oh, really? It's like yeah. Hawaii is the furthest west um, time oh, zone. And so when you get to it, it's like you. It the days change basically. You know my thing. What we need to eliminate all time zones. I, it's a ridiculous idea. We need when to eliminate co- all time. When zones. you come back from Fiji or Tahiti, gonna, you live I'm the same day be twice. President running on that is my entire platform. Okay. Good luck. I can't wait to see you fundraise. Okay. <laughs> 
Weird watch time. Weird watches. All right, what do you want to talk about first? First of all, you see the rundown right in front of you. And just from your body language, I can tell you don't want to talk about Naked and Afraid XL, which is my favorite show. It's I my just, favorite show. Okay, let's do it then. They killed an electric eel. Like an eight-foot-long electric eel that weighed 50 pounds. This guy stabs it through the head with a homemade spear and then electrocutes him with the spear. And he's just, sitting there electrocuted. Then they pick it up and they scream, Ah, what's up, Columbia? I mean, it was pretty wild, but I also didn't watch it because I knew how uncomfortable it made me when we watched the clip. I loved it. Like, we had seen this before, though, which is why I'm just surprised that you're so fired up about it. It's not because like it was, it was longer. Footage. There was they, they had, like, a longer edit. They were like it's swearing at it. And they're like, just hack it. He's like, I don't want to get electrocuted. Just hack it with the machete. Cut it. And then he hacks with the machete. And- I can't watch <laughs> people get electrocuted. Like I don't really. Know. Yeah, like it's like uh, I can't watch electrocutions or haircuts. They both freak me out. You like, can't watch like the haircuts. Sa- the sound of hair clipping, I don't like. I don't like. So if hair. we put a blindfold on you and put you in the middle of like a barber shop or a hair would, salon, it would just freak you out. I, I don't. I don't mind it as much like when it's I'm in a barber shop, like on television. For some reason, it really bothers me. Like gives me like a, the creeps. Huh. I know it's weird. That's really weird. I know. And the electrocution, I just could not handle. It's just like, I loved it. The thought of like, have you ever been? Have you ever gotten electrocuted? Yes. It really hurts. Like it, I'm, it was. It, 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 it very freaks minor. you out a little bit yeah, more than scary. It hurts. It's, it's sensation. Like scary. Yeah. It, and I just couldn't watch it. Watch it happen again. Yeah. But it was. I mean, that was cool. It was a good believe- episode. So basically, what happens? They have the twelve people. They split them up into four camps. The camps are now all coming together. Oh, it just happens to be that they all come together at the same time. The lake. Yeah, at, where at they the can, piranha lake. Where they can like continue to live because they can yeah. finally. Fish. I mean, there's some definitely some more production intervention than normally on the show, but there kind of has to be because there's a lot of sort of like planes in the air. You yeah. have to kind of like manage it. But they and like their lives really are. Yeah, they put them all together, and they they got this eel, and then like so the three guys that got the eel are all excited about the eel, and then all of a sudden five new people walk up, and that creates just tension and drama and limited resources. This one guy Shane is like, we need to make some rules. He's like, they're they're standing out like in a calm moment, and he just goes, I'm really stressed out. Yeah, I just. With all these people, I can't be expected to feed all of them. We can't kill an animal and expect them to ten, kill uh, feed Split ten it people. Ten it's not feasible. And he's like, we need some rules. We need to like have some ground which rules. Which is which is also like exactly how Lord of the Flies totally. goes. It's like exactly how this goes. It's like you know, we're all in this like utopia. We're all getting along, and someone's like, we need to start like governing this. We need to apply some laws to this society. It's just like it's such like a trope, but it's like actually playing out in real life right yeah. in front of you on the show. Um. And then there was like some other drama where like this one guy Shane had split off from the two women that he was with. Yes. And so they were like seeing each other again for the yes. first time. Yes. Well, previously Shane and the two women were originally sort of like one of the the four camps. And Shane is a, just like a really complex, troubled person. Like sort of like deeply troubled. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it manifests in like his body language, everything he says, and he's his intentions are sort of like in the right place, but it's just kind of like he's awkward and off and he just did not match with these two women. Just like didn't work. And in and it was so awkward and there's so much tension that he was like I'm going to build my own camp like 50 yards away from you guys and just like pretend that you don't exist. So then now that they're all back together, he's got this new sort of like reputation, this new sort of uh, you know this new persona, and then the women come, and he sees that all about to crumble. I really like the show, Julia. You need to watch this, man. <laughs> I just find it boring. Like, I, like, not enough happens for me. Like, I, I, like, I'm like, okay, like, you know, they're gonna survive. Like, there's nothing like really at stake. 
Because like they're not going to die. But they have serious problems, man. They've come close to dying. A lot of these people. When you say there's nothing at stake, like I'm just kind of like, are you kidding me? They just stabbed an electric eel, a wild electric eel, through the head, and then chopped it with a machete. Got shot with 1,500 volts. Chopped it up and cooked it over a fire so they could live. And you're like, ah, there's nothing at stake. It's like really, the really. Great, like, the great outdoors, like just like it doesn't do it for me. Okay, what's at stake during she got game? Your weird watch. I didn't finish the episode because it was boring. <laughs> okay, but I was glad that the game was like still around. Like, I was naked and afraid, like, it's just like the people are all such, they're all such extremes of of human, basically, mm-hmm. that it's like extreme, extreme, extreme. There's no, like, moderation of character. You know, like, they don't, they don't cast it the way they cast, like, another show where they're trying to get, like, certain kinds yes. of archetypes, basically. You're dealing with, there's like, all right, there's people, yeah. and then the tiny, tiny, tiny subset of a subset of a subset of a subset of the people that could possibly be on this show, and then the people in that subset of a subset that are, like, camera ready for reality TV, it's like, there's probably them and that's it. You know also, what I mean? Also, I'm more interested in kind of, like, the more, like, mundane stuff. Like, oh, I was like, oh, they're drying mangoes. That's really smart. They, like, didn't spend a lot of time on that. Like, I <laughs> No, they didn't. <laughs> they like moved, and then so like, then them like walking and like talking about how hard it is to be walking through the Sahara. I'm like, yeah, of course that's really hard. Yes, I know. I thought one thing was interesting when the guy was like um, the lack of protein, like moving with the lack of protein. I think it was Luke. He was like mm-hmm. moving. He was like moving with the lack of protein just feels weird. It's like you're like moving in molasses, and then they're like, oh, like protein actually like lubricates your joints. I was like, oh, yeah, that stuff. That's it, interesting. It, like some of the stuff that becomes like throwaways. I wish they like expanded on more. Yeah, some of the science. Like I actually I like. Some of the science of it, you know I, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, some of the science and like less like about like the like hazards they run into, and more about like how they're actually surviving and like what's happening to them, and like all of, like you know, like when the woman did like the gypsy well to like get water, otherwise yeah. she was gonna die. Like that's like compelling. Like that's like more interesting. Like I feel like they should do more like tactical stuff and less like shock value. Like walking through the desert for twenty one days. Here's, here's the thing. Like here's here's my argument for this show, Juliet. On this episode, they killed an eel, and they had like they ate like a lot of the eel meat. They had more eel meat there in their camp. They fall asleep. The night vision camera captures like a wild jungle cat. It wasn't a black panther. Did we see it or just hear yeah, we it? saw it. No, we actually saw the cat. Right? It was like it was like the size of like a medium sized dog, yeah, but it was a cat. It wasn't like a house cat. It wasn't a panther tiger. It was like in between. It was like scary. And the thing just walks up into their camp. You can see a relationship shot, which they rarely show on this show, yeah. of a predator and a human being. Yeah, that's and then the exciting. guys pop up and then they're like, what is that? They're they're holding spears. They're holding knives. And then you can hear the cat be like, do its yeah, little like, it like growl yeah. right off camera. And I'm like, that is like... That raises my heart rate and is is just like fascinating television to me. I love it. And then I watched this Bear Grylls Michelle Rodriguez cl- clip where I she. Often, I, I I hate Michelle Rodriguez. She moves her jaw too much when she talks. I'm sorry. I'm just not into the survival. But tell me more about it. No, I want to know more about this. Moves her jaw too much when she, she talks. Yeah, as Anna Lucia on Lost, whenever she spoke, she would just like over enunciate. That's probably why they killed her off. Well, I think there was other reasons they killed her off. And she also got a DUI got a D- in Hawaii. DUI. Remember her mugshot? <laughs> it was she really was brutal. so faded. <laughs> like, she was so faded. Her eyes were, like, red. She, I, I think that Fast and the Furious franchise has done more for her than anyone else. And, like, I know that a lot of them are... She's not the most successful. What's the seminal Michelle Rodriguez performance? Like, what was it called? Girl Fight? What was that one? I mean, she's in Blue Crush. To, that's pretty good. I love Boo Crush. <laughs> it's really good. Good film. It's a <laughs> to great me, film. that's her peak performance. But she's still around, I'm saying, because of Fast and the Furious. Mm. The problem with her career is Rosario Dawson's right there. Mm. You know what I mean? Totally. 
and she's Rosario Dawson's more likable. So what? Ha- why was she on the Bear Grylls show? No idea. But there's this like, clip on like Gawker or whatever where the like, Bear Grylls is like, "We're gonna boil this mouse." Now you go pee in this tin cup, and she pees in a tin cup. They stew the mouse right, they in the tin cup, and they eat it. But when you get done watching Naked and Afraid, and you watch this clip, you're like, "They're just doing this for fun." Right. Like they're like, this is not a survival situation. This is like a shoot. Like, it's like this, yes, like, like you can pee on it. Why not? Yeah, and it's just like it's like there's no there's no sort of, there are no stakes. There is no wild cat like eating their eel and like and like howling at them. Right. It's more like Survivor. Like you're opting into the. I mean, they're all opting into it. Yeah. But by the way, are you going to watch Survivor? Yes. Because it's an all-star, it's an all-star season. season. Yeah, I think I will, too. We have to breeze through these weird watches and news, man. Wow, okay. We have well, a lot left. Real Housewives of New York ended last night, or two nights ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was. I'm heartbroken. It has been my favorite show for the last few weeks. Um, Shout out to Radzi. One thing I think they did really well in the finale is Ramona threw a party for herself, like for like her starting over. It was a phrase that Bethany took issue with. It's a shocker. Oh, no, this is like, isn't this her like fourth, like opening a new page? Yeah. Or like a new chapter party, yeah. or a new me party? And she couldn't yeah. even like give a toast that be, like without like getting derailed or whatever. Anyway, I thought that often on television, parties look like, sp- like sparsely attended or really lame. And mm. this actually seemed like a fun party. It was like loud. So that you, like some of the, like they had you subtitles occasionally, and it was dark. It just did, it seemed like an actual party. That's good. That's and good. And I was like, you know what? It just made me happy. Like, do you know who does the parties way wrong in reality TV? Is all of the Atlanta shows mm-hmm. because they like it's clearly like a. Uh, a shoot space. They try yeah. to make it look like a fake nightclub, and they'll have like the PAs in the background with like drinks, but they're clearly just kind of like extras. And like you can tell that's just and there's no music at all. It's like this isn't a party. But like the Real Housewives one. I remember last season in the New York show, they had like a house party mm-hmm. at this really nice sort of like um, duplex. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yes, and it was like this is like a real house. Yeah, party. they have like real parties. On the- it's like somehow their production. They just nail it. Another yeah. thing that I noticed was that um, Sonia and Kristen get into a fight over Kristen talking to the New York Post. And they give so much press to the Post. Because I went and Googled this article to like see exactly what it said. And you can see Kristen reading it on her phone. And, like it was very obviously the Post. And I was just like, wow, this is like, they really lucked out here. The Post is killing it lately. With the, ben, with the They've nanny got... stuff, the Ben stuff, okay. they're crushing quick, it. Really quick aside. I like I have no proof of this, but Christine, the, the nanny. What's her last name? Uzunian, I think. Oh, good job. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> wow, Uzunian. I think so. She must be um, selling them stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like there's no. She's way. not only selling them stuff. She's selling them stuff and then showing off that she's selling them stuff yeah. by getting the convertible Lexus. I've spent more time talking about this particular news story, the Ben Affleck nanny gate, this week than I've focused on anything else. The in only my entire conclusion life. you can make about her is that at this point she's gunning for a reality show. And you know what? I would watch it if she got one. Lawsuit before a reality show. Mm. She's going lawsuit. Interesting. It's like technically she's an employee. Like it's it's a very fertile ground for lawsuits. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Good point, Jacoby. Didn't think about that. Yeah. All right. More uh, Cycle House. Want to do a quick update? I don't watch Cycle House, but I don't not not watch <laughs> Cycle House. This week, Nichelle is the CRO of the Cycle House franchise. She's in the C-suite. That's the C-suite, the chief right officer. However, owners, Adam and Lana, named Brendan the CRO of Santa Monica. In Nichelle's contract, which she brings up a lot, she is the sole CRO. Now that there's a second CRO that could be a breach of contract, she might open her own place in Vegas. Who knows? However, Joey and I, my wife, may or may not have looked at the Cycle House schedule, still on it. Interesting. And some of the cast members from this season are not. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And it did. It, we had a long conversation about going to take a Nichelle class. You should. I'm going to. One thing I don't like that is Las Vegas is like becoming is it not becoming is like an outpost of Los Angeles. It's like the natural. 
progression it's is kinda, like success in Los Angeles means next stop Las Vegas. It's, it's same thing with New York. If you're if you have like a booming business in blank city, city X, there is an outpost for you in Vegas. It's it's sort of a weird development. It's like I don't, I guess like for all the tourists that go to Vegas, it's like a great representation of like the rest of the country or something. I guess, but it's just Vegas kind of like if you just place. think about like like Joe's Crab Shack in Miami, like oh, there's one in Vegas. Right. You know what I mean? Or like or all like, these celebrity chefs. Yeah, and- all the nightclubs in New York, like they've got a Vegas outpost. Yeah. So just kind of, I think it's just easy money. I guess so. It's like hard to fail. It's easy money. I guess. Okay. Boom. News. News. Um, Let's go quickly through news. Madison and Tony from Skeletons are having a baby. I'm speechless. I know. Good she for just, them. She just recently stopped being a hero, uh, heroin addict. Recently, two years ago. You know what I mean? True. I believe in T-Rains. Um, I wonder what they jo- their jobs are. I just wonder how the timing works out with him being on the challenge. Uh, huh. It probably was like... Pre-challenge? Pre-challenge. Pre-challenge? Because they it's probably didn't be. announce it. They just it announced it. Until so she's in like the fourth ago. month. Yeah. Pre-challenge. Good for them. Yeah, shout out to them. Us Weekly has reported that Ben H is the next Bachelor. Duh. Yeah, guess what? I'm reporting that it's Friday. <laughs> also, uh, in the Bachelor world, Andy Dorfman is writing a tell-all about her breakup with Josh M, and there's a rumor swirling... However... ...that she cheated on Josh with his brother, Aaron... First of all, Chiefs. probably 4% chance that's true. I'm pretty even lower. But 100% chance that I'm interested in it. You I know love what I mean? It. Because the, the Josh and Aaron relationship was really weird. Also, Andy, shout out to you for prolonging your time in the spotlight. Here's my thing I, I kind of want to just like throw my BS flag at Andy for a second. Girl, you had a career. I know. You were like, a lawyer. You were a lawyer. Like, a, like a, a public defender. Yeah. Like You were like That's doing cool. stuff. Yeah. That's like a and, like, noble And now you're like, you're like kind of scraping up. Like you're following in the footsteps of, of Courtney. From from whatever Ben Flanagan season, like Courtney that's Robertson. that's your career trajectory right now. I know. You know Who, what I mean? Like, what, what be law a lawyer. Firm hires her now. Like when when this is over, what does she do? You can be Courtney Robinson. Courtney Robinson can't be you. Right, like think about that. You know I what know. I mean? Like do what you can do. She You're a lawyer. Like, it was such a bad move for her. Such a bad move. Very upsetting. God. Also upsetting. James Harden is like really dating Khloe Kardashian. He went to Kylie's birthday on Sunday night. James Harden's like probably one of my top five favorite players in the National Basketball Association. So how do you feel about him? I I, I feel doing this. awful yeah, about it. I feel awfully move. awful awful about it. And why is it a bad move? Because let's look at where Lamar Odom is right now. So we've been wondering what he was up to. Lamar Lamar update. I just want to caveat this by saying I'm on Team Lamar. I'm on Team Lamar as well. He um, yesterday video appeared on TMZ or photos actually mm-hmm. of him. Um, quote unquote ambushing, so allegedly, Chloe mm. Kardashian outside of the Beverly Hills Soul Cycle at 6:45. Not Cycle House. Soul Cycle. Soul Cycle. Yeah, so I guess she went back to Soul Cycle. I'm, I'm more a little more of the Cycle House vibe myself. We don't know how he knew she'd be there. Mm-hmm. It's unclear. 6:45 in the morning, though, like he's got to set his alarm. Yeah. For that. Well, he, apparently, we then found out he's living in Vegas, so maybe he came in like for this meeting or something. Did you watch the know, videos today? Meeting isn't the right word. No, I'm I'm just prepping for this these, oh, this podcast. Okay. So, um. And then he like touches her and she yells like "Get away from me!" and r- goes back to her car. Somebody and else is off. like, "Do you want me to call the police?" Yeah, and, and then he, he says, and "You he don't call the police on Lamar Odom." Allegedly says, "You do not call the police on Lamar Odom." Great line. You do not call the police on Juliet Littman either. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> no, because you don't do anything worthy of calling the police. About. I know it's because I'm a loser. <laughs> but, but anyway, so that was that was yesterday, and I was just upset about it. Like I just I want Lamar to like be on track. I just want him to like you know have what, Juliet. A full life. I'm making a decision about this podcast. What? 
No more Lamar Odom updates. Well, there, Until they're good news. Well, then today he spoke out. He was speaking to TMZ, like, really directly. Mm-hmm. And Always was, a good idea, by the way. And also, it looked like he was in, I don't even know where he was, but it was, like, a not crowded L.A. street. It wasn't, like, in a retail area. Oh, it was outside of Home Depot, actually. He oh. mentioned Home Depot. Okay. So, anyway, good. he calls him out. He was just like, how do you think I knew where she was? Do you realize that I know her? We were two people in love. It was like really emotional. He was like, we were in love. Okay, but real and, talk, do you think she knew he was going there? Um, no. Okay. And then he used to call it. Then he was like, I see the way that you like that you treat like athletes. You don't do this to Leo. You don't do this to Brad. Like he was like making it racial. He was like really upset. And um, I don't know. Like Team it's Lamar. Just, I'm definitely on Team Lamar. And it also like. I like to joke about TMZ and like I, I, I on the one hand do kind of respect what they do because they like find like always, they're like, good at it yeah and they find like, always legal loopholes but they are like they do harass certain people um, and I don't know like it's just like a, such an upsetting situation and I've been on T Lamar since the beginning and I will not waver and it's oh just, I wavered uh, there are some videos on the internet that really made really? me really really I've not oh, wavered because yeah. I've been selective in my consumption of Lamar news <laughs> okay <laughs> it's called denial Juliet it's called denial <laughs> but. I don't know, man. This is uh, just come on, Lamar, pull together. He said he's living in Las Vegas, by the way, which is news. Always a good idea. Always <laughs> a good idea. Get your life together, moving to Las Vegas. There's two things you have to remember at the end of this podcast. Three things. One, enjoy your weekend. Two, food news comes out on Monday morning, and we've got some hot topics for this week. And three, you do not call the police on Juliet Littman. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcast.